Money Pit is brought to you by Iris Smart Home, Lowe's, Home Advisor, Quick Creek, and The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Look around your home, look around your yard. What home improvement project that you want to get done, then pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT because we are here to help you do just that. Hey, coming up this hour, staying cool in the summer is not always easy, but whether your home has a complete central air conditioning system or maybe just a window fan, we're going to give you some no-cost to low-cost tips to help you stay cool and comfortable. Plus, if you're enjoying this beautiful weather, dressing up your outdoor patio or deck space can really help you enjoy it even more. We're going to have some tips and trends to help you step up that outdoor space, complete with couches, chairs, fireplaces. I mean, why not make it as beautiful as the inside? Plus, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, did you know that there's one simple mistake you might be making that could make your house a target for break-ins? We'll have that answer, plus tips to make your home more secure. Plus, thanks to the Home Depot, we've got a great power tool to give away today. It's the DeWalt 20-Volt Cordless Combo Kit with Tough Case worth $299. Give us a call right now at one 888 Money Pit or post your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Mary in Illinois is on the line with a painting question. How can we help you today? I want to uh, paint a fireplace. It's brick. And just want to know if there's, uh, if you can do that, first of all, if there's a certain kind of paint you need to use. Has it been painted before or is it natural brick? No, it's uh, natural brick, original brick. Well, you certainly can paint it, but I would think very carefully before you do this, because once you paint, you have to repaint eventually. And fireplaces tend to get very dirty and very smoky, and they're hard to keep clean. If it's just the color that you don't like, there may be some ways to sort of decorate around that color. But I would, would really hesitate to tell you to paint it. We get a lot of calls from folks that are not happy with painted fireplaces. They want to know how to do the exact opposite, which is get the paint off. And once you paint, it's just really hard to do that. Okay. I was kind of worried about whether it would peel or or when you say it just gets, you just have to keep repainting because of... Well, paint over time is going to crack and dry out, and it will get so dirty just from, you know, the exhaust and the use of the fireplace that you'll get sort of that that haze around the upper portion of it, regardless of what type of screen you have. Um, now, the other thing to keep in mind is that since this will be its first time being painted, the brick is so porous that you're going to put a lot of time into priming because it's just going to absorb all of that primer. And you want to get a good quality primer. You want to make sure that you brush in the grout lines, roll on the surfaces of the brick, brush again. So it's it's a lot of steps. It can be done. But as Tom said, if you want to take that paint off, it's now a chemical stripper. And because that brick is so porous, it's going to have sucked in all of that color. And so it'll never get back to that original brick look again. It'll have that sort of hue of whatever color it was. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you for your help. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're heading to North Carolina where Fred's on the line with a humidity problem. How can we help you? I've got two daughters who I think live in our bathroom, <laughs> uh, constant, constantly taking showers, which is, I guess, a good problem to have. But I, I'm starting to smell mold and stuff in the house. I think it's tied to that. Um, and before I even get into it, I figured I'd do the smart thing and call you guys. Well, 
you know, bathrooms are sources of enormous humidity during those showers, the extended showers. Do you have a bathroom fan? Do you have a ceiling fan? Um, I do, but it's ancient. Okay. Well, it should still work even if it's ancient. So here's a couple of things that you can do. Um, First of all, make sure it's working. Make sure it's vented outside. That's important. Secondly, it's a good idea to run it for a good 10 or 15 minutes after the shower is completed and after you leave the room. There's actually a switch that can do that for you. It's made by Leviton. And it's a humidity sensor and fan control. And essentially the way it works is it does just that. It senses the humidity level inside the room and will automatically turn it off when the humidity goes down. Because if you can reduce the amount of moisture that's staying in that bathroom, you will dramatically reduce the amount of mold growth that you're getting on tile and other places. So I would suggest that you check the fan to make sure it's functional and operational, that you replace the light switch or the fan switch with the humidity sensor and fan control from Leviton. And then give your bathroom a good clean to get rid of all the debris and mold that might be there now. And I think you'll see a dramatic difference because without that moisture sitting around for those long periods of time, you're just not going to have the same issues. And you know what, Fred, if this is a project you want to tackle yourself, but you're a little unsure, if you head on over to Leviton's website, right on the page with the humidity sensor and fan control, you'll find an installation video that'll talk you right through it. Uh, Okay. That's why I call the experts. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always here to lend a hand, and quite frankly, we love hearing what you guys are working on. So give us a call anytime at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by HomeAdvisor, where it's easy to find top-rated home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Still to come, do you want to be cool and comfortable on a budget? We're going to have no-cost to low-cost tips to help cut your cooling costs next. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Pavestone. Building a fire pit, patio, planter, walkway, or even a grill surround is quick and easy with Rumblestone from Pavestone. Look for Rumblestone at the Home Depot and visit pavestone.com for project ideas and how-to instructions. 
where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. And if you do call us with your question or post it to the community page, you will get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because we're giving away a fantastic set of serious power tools from the Home Depot. That's right. We've got up for grabs the DeWalt 20-volt cordless combo kit with tough case. Now, the kit's going to include both a drill driver and an impact driver. And if you guys have never had an impact driver, they really are fantastic. I mean, like, what a great tool. You are able to drill or drive into pretty much any material smoothly with very little effort. And the tough case is included for portability. So you'll be doing all of these projects all around town. It's a great prize. It's from the Home Depot and it's valued at 299 bucks. That's going to go out to one lucky caller drawn at random or one of you that posts to the community section at moneypit.com. So get to it. The number again is 888-MONEYPIT. Paul in Connecticut, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We're working on a paint job where we, uh, we're covering rough cut cedar clapboards with Benjamin Moore Arbor Coat, a solid stain that's uh, self-priming. Uh, we painted over the same product that was previously sprayed uh, probably about, I'm guessing, seven to eight years ago. And what we're running into is just on one side of the house, we're, we're getting bubbles, uh, you know, like moisture bubbles. Uh, they, they receive, you know, it, it, it's morning sun on that side of the house, but we've never seen a stain, you know, a solid stain bubble up like that. We've seen it with paint. Well, cedar has to breathe, and sometimes when they install cedar siding, they don't leave enough space under it for it to breathe, and so it tends to get clogged with moisture, and I've seen that lift stain before. You mentioned that you're using a product that both primes and stains. I am not a fan of doing that with a staining product. I just, in fact, uh, repainted my entire cedar-sided house. And I did it the same way we did it uh, uh, over a dozen years ago, and that was we, we oil primed it first. We used an oil-based primer first because we had good adhesion with the oil-based primer, and it really stuck well to the cedar. And then we put the solid stain on top of that. So once the paint starts to bubble, anytime you have a failure of adhesion, there's no way to put that back together. If that continues to get worse or if it looks bad enough already, you're going to have to take that stain off and start again because you're just, it's never, you can't stick good paint over bad paint. If there's moisture in there, it's just going to lift that paint right off again. So sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have used an oil-based primer first, and I would have put a solid color stain on top of it. Right. That, that, that we're, we're getting that just on one side of the house. Yeah. Maybe it'll just end up being on one side of the house for whatever reason. But at least on that side of the house, you have to pull that stain off and start again and scrape prime, scrape it and prime it properly with an oil-based primer, and then you can stain on top of that. What would, what would you suggest for an oil-based primer? I think if you stay within one family of products, I would use the same oil-based primer that that particular manufacturer makes for solid stain, but as long as it's oil-based and not acrylic or water or, or latex-based. So now to remove that, to remove that stain that's on there now, um, that, that you're going to lose that rough cut finish. Um, well, if you wire brush it, perhaps not. You may be able to pull it off with a pressure washer. It depends on how well adhered it is. I mean, when we did my project, we had an unusual problem with the shutters. We were using a product that the manufacturer said did not need to be primed, and it worked well 
but it took a long time to cure. And so some of the shutters were sitting around for an extra week before we put them back up, and all the paint peeled off of those. And so we had to actually strip all that paint off and start again. So it even happens to the pros. But once that paint separates, you've got to pull it off. There's just no way to save it. All right. Thank, thank you for your help. Paul, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Lisa in Tennessee on the line who's dealing with a home she bought without having an inspection first. Let's hear what's going on. Hi. Well, first of all, let me just clarify that uh, my husband is the one who bought the home and he bought it before we were married. So I just kind of inherited it whenever I moved in okay. and married him. <laughs> See, now if so, you were married, you never would have let him do that without a good home inspection. Exactly. Okay. We have some spots. We have carpet in a few of our rooms and each of the rooms... There are some sunken spots. Like you can walk across and it sinks, kind of gives with you, and then then the rest of the time it's okay. There's other places that are just fine. And I've had somebody go underneath um, and check for structural damage, water damage, or termites. Can't find anything. They say it's okay. So beyond ripping up the carpet and just seeing what it is, do you have a suggestion on what that could be? Well, just to find the sunken spot, like when you step on it, is it soft or something like that? Yes, it's kind of spongy almost, like it just sinks, it gives with you. And you can get underneath and you can look up and you don't see any decay or anything of that nature? Well, as far as I know, now I've not been under, my husband, we're not either one able to to get underneath just due to health conditions, and so we've had others go under and look, and they've all said Structurally, it looks sound. Uh, didn't see any termite damage. We don't have any uh, water damage underneath, so don't really know what it is that's causing it. And how many areas across the floor do you see these sunken spots? Well, you can't actually see them. It's just when you walk across them. But I would you say you feel them. You feel yeah. them exactly. I mean, I wonder if the I wonder if it's something as simple as the padding breaking down under the carpet. Maybe it's not a structural problem. Well, listen. The only way you're going to know is that we can't really guess. You're going to have to pull that carpet back. It's not a terrible project to pull that pull wall-to-wall carpet up and then have it, you know, retacked down. If you're really concerned about it, that's what I would do. Right. I've been looking to get new carpet anyway, so that might be a, a good excuse. Well, there you go. Now you got a great excuse. <laughs> okay. And let me tell you something. When you when you pull that carpet up, Lisa, if you evaluate that floor, how old is this house? Oh gosh, see, I'm not even sure. Uh, probably back in the '80s. Okay, so it probably has a plywood floor, and it was nailed down. If it was done in the '80s, what you want to do is you want to um, have the installer, or you can even do this yourself. Take some drywall screws. Those are those long black case hardened drywall screws. You drive them in with it with a drill driver, so you do it automatically, and you screw that that plywood to the floor while the carpet's up, and that will quiet the floor and prevent uh, any future squeaks that could occur. Okay, sounds great. Because the nails will loosen up or over the last, you know, 30-plus years. And once you have that carpet up, that's a golden opportunity to do that. All right, well, these are some things to definitely look at. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Lisa. Well, whether your home has a complete central air conditioning system or perhaps just a window fan, staying cool does not have to cost a bunch. We've got some no-cost to low-cost tips to help you stay comfortable. Yeah, starting with inefficient windows. You know, roughly 40% of that unwanted heat that builds up in your home is coming through your windows. So you can update those with double-pane windows that have low E glass. Now, the E is going to stand for emissivity, and that's what stands between you and all of that heat-producing UV radiation that's driving your cooling bills up and making your house feel warmer. 
All right. Now, you've heard it said a million times, right? It's not the heat. It's the humidity. But did you know (laughs) there is something you can do about it? There is a product called a whole home dehumidifier. We're not talking about the dehumidifier that has a little plastic bucket that fills up with a little bit of water and you have to keep dumping it. No. This is a product that installs into the central system, and it basically pulls out moisture all day long. I know that there are dehumidifiers out there, whole home models that can pull out like 100 pints of water a day. So definitely worth looking into if you live in the area of the country that's got high humidity. Mm-hmm. The other thing people should think about is landscaping. You guys, if you carefully position shade trees, that will help you stay cool in the summer. And it's going to save up to 25% of a household's energy consumption for both cooling and heating. On average, a well-designed landscape provides enough energy savings to return your initial investment in less than eight years. Plus, it looks gorgeous. And while you're talking about landscaping, you also need to think about grading. So if you can keep the grading so that all the drainage conditions around the house are maintained, that's actually going to help you stay cool as well because poor drainage leads to much higher moisture levels in the home, which leads to much higher humidity in the home, which means to much more misery in the home. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, you've got to really take care of all those conditions around your house. You know, besides those low-cost tips, there really are other things that you can do to stay cool in the summer while keeping those costs down. And these are free. You want to run appliances at night, especially those heat-generating ones like your clothes dryer or your dishwasher. Or if you're going to clean the oven, do that at night. You want to close your storm windows even in the summer months. If you've got central AC or in rooms where you're running window units, that's an extra layer of insulation that's going to help keep everything cool. Yep. And if you've got ceiling fans, take advantage of their one energy efficient feature, which is reversible motors. If you control the direction of the blades, you can use the fan to actually pull cold air up in the summer and then push that warm air down in the winter. So there you have it. If you want more tips on how to keep cool and comfortable on a dime, visit moneypit.com. Hi, Fred. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a standard toilet. The house is built in 29, so it's, what, 80 years old? Uh, it's the type where the tank hangs on the wall, and then you have an L, and then you have, I guess, you, what do you call that, the bowl? And it started to leak, and so, you know, the, the old metal was pretty corroded and everything, so we took everything out. We took the tank off the wall. We clean, I say we, the, I, the plumber, who I've been using for many years, cleaned everything up, uh, went to the hardware store that handles these kind of fittings, and, and we just cannot get this thing to work. It leaks where does it leak? Does it leak at the, where at the base of the tank where the pipe connects? In both, yeah. Well, one time we did it, it leaked at the bottom of the tank. The other time it leaked when it went into the bowl. What kind of a washer are you using or what kind of a gasket or seal are you using in those two places? Well, I don't know the technical names of it. You know, the, the guy at the, uh, they, they look like the same stuff we took off. You know, I'm, I'm a musician. I don't know. Well, this shouldn't be that hard to accomplish, and it sounds like whatever they're using in that gasket space right there is not working. And look, if all else fails, you can simply use silicone here. You could apply the silicone. As you put this together, you could seal all of those joints in silicone, let it dry. Try not to touch it until it dries, and then you can take a razor blade and cut off the excess nice and neat and essentially make your own gasket. Yeah, the plumber mentioned something. He said the only thing is if that thing fails and I'm not home, I'm going to have a house full of water. That's true. 
but the thing is, it, if it once it works, it usually works, you know, continuously. It's not. It doesn't usually fail. If you get it right, it's not going to fail. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, in other words, unless I can see some chips or damage on the porcelain or something like that, which I don't see, it, it should work. But I would take it apart and I would seal with silicone each connection as it goes together, so that you end up with a good compression of silicone around that. That's the solution. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight eight eight. Money pit. Up next, are you thinking about designing an outdoor living space? Well, why not create one in ways that you never could before? We're going to have the tips, trends, and products to do just that next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, expanding your outdoor living space to make it really feel like a true extension of your home's decor has never been easier with dozens of new and very inviting products that are available now to help bring that space to life. Hilo Roberts is the outdoor patio expert at the Home Depot and is here with the trends and tips to make sure your space is looking good this weekend and throughout the rest of the year. Welcome, Hila. Thank you so much for having me. So we call it outdoor living, but I guess what we're really talking about here is taking the living room outside, complete with couches, chairs, and a fireplace. My buddy has an outdoor TV, so electronics can be included as well, right? You're exactly right. What we found is that when our customers and anyone who's decided to put a patio set out um, in their backyard, 
they basically said, I'm going to create an outdoor room and I'm going to decorate it just like I would my living room. So when you put a sofa and a love seat in your living room, you're not just sticking a sofa and a love seat there. You've got rugs, you've got lamps, you know, you've got TVs. Well, they're doing the same thing outdoors. And Home Depot is your one-stop shop for everything you need, whether it's a seating set, a dining set, umbrellas, lights. Um, We have everything you could possibly need to really create that outdoor room and make it an extension not only of your home, but of yourself. Well, I can vouch for that because I've been to your spring preview and you do have an amazing assortment of products that can make that space look fantastic. But before we go there, you know, when we talk about couches and chairs, of course, people think, well, how can I put that stuff outside? Is it going to get wet? Can you talk a little bit about the durability of those products and how it changes from what you might see uh, inside your house? Oh, great question. So there's, you know, you definitely want to use different fabrics when you move from obviously the inside of your home to the outside of your home. Um, And then it really depends on what, you know, how much you want to maintain it. So for example, you can use an olefin fabric, which is a great outdoor fabric, you know, won't fade for up to two years. You'll probably want to store it when it rains um, as it will get wet. But then what I always recommend to folks, I think this gives you the most bang for your buck, would be to use a Sunbrella fabric. Sunbrella is an acrylic. It actually has a five-year warranty against fade resistance. And so over time, um, you can leave it outside in the hot sun or in the elements, and really you won't see any fade for at least five years. Um, And it's just a great upgrade um, from a regular Olefin, which is a great performer outside, but Sunbrella is just the top performance fabric. You know, Healy, you have so many choices these days when it comes to outdoor design and designing exterior rooms. So what really are the trends that you're seeing, you know, as far as color palettes and design styles, where are people going with these designs? Folks just always love color outside, um, but then also neutrals are starting to make a comeback. Um, We've seen a lot of popularity um, outdoors in our reds, so both a deeper traditional chili as well as a really bright ruby, which appeals not only to your more traditional customer but even to our millennials. And we've brought that in in a couple of ways, both in our cushions as well as in our mix-and-match program. Um, And then when it comes to neutrals, we've seen a lot of... um, popularity in whether it's a saddle color, which is more of a brown, or an oatmeal, which is just a lighter neutral. And then customers have bought accent pillows to offset those, you know, to add those pops of colors against the neutrals. So again, it's really about personalizing and and what you'd like to see outdoors. But it's a fun way, whether it's just through the cushion itself or Um, through an accent pillow to kind of bring that color to the outdoors. We're talking to Gila Roberts. She is the outdoor patio expert for the Home Depot. And I guess it really just comes down to mixing and matching from these different lines because it sounds like you really can't go wrong. That's exactly right. So we have a couple programs um, that allow customers to really personalize their patio. You you never want to look like the guy or gal next door. Um, so we've got a program we've call actually mix and match <laughs> in store. There are 15 chairs and 14 tables that make over 100 combinations of seating and dining. There is something for everyone to match your space, your style, and your budget. And what we've done here is we've taken the frames of all these chairs and tables and made a match. So you don't have to be a designer to create a set for yourself. All you do is say, what chair do I like? What table do I like? What fits my space? 
and we've got it for you. And it ranges from as low as $79 to a seven-piece set that can be as high as 398 And that has taken off because of that personalization. Now, as we move into the evening hours, I think lighting plays such a huge part next to your design. And there's been so many advancements as far as the light quality and the design with LED lighting options. So can you talk about some of that? Lights are a great way to extend the use of your patio set. You know, if you're going to spend the money, you want to use it not just during the day, but even at night. And I know a lot of folks, uh, myself included, who like to have dinner outside um, or enjoy, you know, uh, and relax outside after the kids have gone to bed. Um, So you can use some of our some regular non-LED lights that work great just because you're using them seasonally. We have some great heavy-duty string lights um, as well as some round cafe lights that have been very popular this year. And then, yes, the same upgrades you might see in Christmas lights or indoor lights we have then brought into the LED world. We have a solar offset umbrella that um, absorbs the sun's rays during the day and then at night lights up so that you can enjoy an evening outdoors with some ambient light. And one final question, you know, if you were in your living room, you might have a fireplace. Fire pits are incredibly popular today. They're not very expensive and they really create a focal point in that space, correct? Oh, completely agree. Yes. Um, Outdoor fire, you know, whether you read the magazines or if you sit in my chair and you see how customers are reacting has just been, you know, very popular over the past 18 months. Um, And this is, again, another way to extend the use of your patio, whether it's in the evening when it cools down, depending on where you live, or to enjoy it earlier in the spring or later into the fall. A couple of items I like, uh, we have our Crossfire Fire Pit, which you can actually grill steaks on during the day and make s'mores on at night. It has a kind of a grill plate on it, which is really cool. And then Tipton, which is a large bowl fire pit, it is 34 inches and very deep. And we see that customers like kind of having that big area of fire um, to really kind of enjoy the heat, have it last longer. And then the last one I'm very excited about is the Cross Ridge. This is a gas fire pit with a tabletop for $199, which is an incredible value. It's basically you take the same tank you put onto your grill and there's a door underneath this fire pit that you can screw that same propane tank and it'll give you hours of enjoyment outside, both heat, right, and light. Fire table sounds very exciting. Healer Roberts, the outdoor patio expert from the Home Depot, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great tips, great trends, great advice. Thank you. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call now at 888 Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. And just ahead, summer is the season when most home break-ins take place. And if you're a DIYer, you might be making a very simple mistake that can make your home an even bigger target. Learn what that is next. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by Iris, a do-it-yourself smart home security system from Lowe's that connects an entire range of compatible smart devices in your home through a single app. With Iris, you can enjoy all the benefits of professional home monitoring for the market-leading price of $14.95 per month. Check it out at your local Lowe's or at Lowe's.com. 
Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We'd love to help you out with whatever it is you are working on. So give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. And if you give us a call or post your question, you're going to get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a DeWalt 20-volt cordless combo kit with Tough Case. This kit includes both a drill driver and an impact driver, so two of your main go-to tools in one kit. It's ideal for most drilling and fastening applications, and you get the tough case. And i got to tell you, I've got a bunch of these tough cases, and they really are tough. I mean, you can throw them around, and, and, and nothing really happens to them. And I love the fact that I can put everything that's associated with that tool in that case and close it without, you know, trying to force it in, which sometimes they make these cases so tight. Right. <laughs> you know, if you put one little screwdriver bit in there, you can't close it anymore. So this is really well designed. It's available at the Home Depot and HomeDepot.com. It's worth two ninety nine, so you can check it out there. But if you are the very fortunate listener who picks up the phone and calls us at 888-MONEYPIT or post their question to the community page at MoneyPit.com, we may just send that DeWalt 20-volt cordless combo kit with the tough case out to you. Well, did you know that the top two months for residential break-ins are July and August? We've got a tip to help you avoid becoming a victim in today's home security tip presented by Iris Smart Home Security. Yeah, you know, there's a common mistake that many do-it-yourselfers out there make, and it can make your home a lot more likely to be broken into, and it's this. They leave their tools around. I mean, think about it. Leaving tools outside that burglars can use to get in, like hammers, screwdrivers, saws, ladders... Basically, you're handing the keys to your house to a thief, giving them the tools to break in. Absolutely. And after those projects are done for the day, you got to make sure you get those tools back into the shed or the garage or the house. You may be surprised to learn how many break-ins happen because of this very reason. It's because of an easy opportunity like a ladder leaning against the house because you just won't put it away. Well, the ladder is very, very convenient for the burglar if they show up and they can use it to break into the second floor of your house, which is sometimes a lot easier to get into if you think about it than the first floor, as long as you got a ladder. Yeah. I never lock the upstairs windows. Um, right? I don't break into my house, but I never lock them. Think about it, guys. You got to keep yourself safe. Today's home security tip has been presented by Iris Smart Home Security, a DIY system that connects an entire range of compatible smart devices in your home through a single app. And it lets homeowners create a do-it-yourself tailored system that's not only convenient, but effective with a 24-7 monitored protection for as little as $15 a month. You'll find Iris at Lowe's, Lowe's.com, and Amazon. The Iris Smart Hub retails for just $69.99, and the Security Starter Pack is $99.99. Now we're going over to Alaska, where Mary has a question about siding. How can we help you today? We recently sided our house with concrete siding. It's Mm -hmm. 25 years old, and uh, underneath is plywood and then Tyvek. Mm -hmm. We used 4x8 or 4x12 panels, that are pre-painted, but I'm, I can't remember if they're 4x8 or 4x12. And they're attached to the plywood walls, and they're attached vertically. On that, we attached to it batten, which was also pre-painted at the factory, and those twitch batten run vertical on 8-inch centers. Okay. My first question is, do I need to caulk where the batten attaches to the panels. And secondly, do I need to caulk the nail holes on the batten? Well, you wouldn't caulk where the batten attaches to the panels. You might use an adhesive in that area if that's recommended by the siding manufacturer. Uh, In terms of the nail holes, generally you don't have to caulk nail holes. 
you know, as long as you're not smashing the nails in and breaking the siding, they're usually tight enough around them where you do not have to caulk each individual nail head. The nail holes have broken through the painted surface. So if they broke through the painted surface, it's not a bad idea to touch them up with a little bit of caulk, but I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Okay, and then you you think that it needed to be caulked or a adhered to behind the batten before it was attached? Well, no. What I said was I don't think you need to caulk it because there's there's really no seal between the siding and the batten or the strip of wood. What you might need to do there is, or an option might be to use an adhesive, like a construction adhesive, to help adhere the uh, siding pieces to the batten, but I wouldn't do that unless it was recommended by the manufacturer of the siding. They're going to have specifications for how to install the siding, and it tells you to use an adhesive. Use it. If not, you just fasten it with the nails. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Mary. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPET. Still to come, we've got easy decor ideas and design trends, plus answers to your questions from the Money Pit community after this. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call now with your home improvement question to 888 Pit. 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. From small repairs to a major remodel, Home Advisor is the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project. But remember, you can also post your question to the community section at the Money Pit. I've got one here from Mike who writes, I'm having a hard time installing the dryer vent tube. The inlet outlet doesn't line up and I end up squishing the vent tube up against the wall. I know this is restricting airflow. There's got to be a better way. What products methods can you recommend? Yeah, you're right about that, Mike. I mean, getting that dryer vent connection right is far more important than most people know. And for a bunch of reasons, I mean, it's important for safety because dirty dryer ducts are a leading cause of house fires. And the longer the dryer duct has to work to vent that moisture, the more energy it burns up in the process. Not to mention the increased wear and tear on all your clothes as they tumble around waiting to get dry. So it sounds like you've tried kind of the straightforward approach and it it didn't work so well. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that you can check. Um, First of all, you may not have to vent that out of the back of the dryer because very often dryers can be modified so that it vents out the side. Now, I know this because I know it, but I also know it because I actually did it. When we remodeled our laundry room, we didn't want to go out the back because it was too far to get outside the house. So we took it out the side. And you can do that like inside the cabinet of the dryer itself. You need a couple extra pieces to make that additional 90-degree turn. And sometimes there's a kit the manufacturer will sell you. But getting that duct out as quickly and as short a distance as possible is really, really important. Also, once you have that ducting set, you need to make sure you keep it clean. So once it's installed, pick up a a dryer cleaning tool. There's a bunch of them out there. We use one called a lint eater that you can actually brush that thing out on a regular basis. But if you get that duct modified with some of that prefabricated duct and you keep it clean, uh, your clothes are going to get dry quickly and in a much safer and more efficient manner. And you'd be surprised when you clean out those dryer vents how much lint comes out of them. It's amazing. You'll be like completely dumbfounded the first time you do it. Well, a few outgoing trends have had unusually long shelf lives, which means there's a good chance that they'll show up in your home. To discover what those are and how to update them on a budget, Les has got tips to help you discover what they are and how to update them on a budget in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. 
Leslie? Yeah, you know, gallery walls, those walls in your home that is covered with frames and artwork, it's a design craze that's been around for a while now. And while we still love them, it's kind of becoming yesterday's news. You know what's taking their place? Supersized art and photos that cover a wall in one fell swoop. Now, if you've got a hard time parting with some of those smaller prints, fear not. Displaying smaller pieces on desks and bookshelves, even pianos or side furnishings, those are really very much in. Or you can have your favorite small print blown up to fit the entire wall. And there's good news for anyone whose kitchen cabinets have seen better days. Open shelving, it's in for kitchens. You can remove those cabinet doors, organize what's inside, even lay shelf paper or wallpaper on the interior to sort of hide that and create a beautiful design piece. Get on board with this trend. It's going to buy you a few more years until you need to decide whether to replace or refinish your cabinets altogether. And bright interior colors, that's not going away. They're just making their way to trim and molding as well. So you can consider going neutral on the walls and then painting the trim or crown the color of your choice instead. And if there's one hot design and architecture trend that swept the nation in the early 2000s, it was exposed brick. Well, give yours a modern touch with a few coats of paint. Gray and white are the go-to colors for painting brick, but a pop of brightly colored brick can have quite the same effect, too. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, if you've ever had to pay a high electric bill, you can understand why turning to the sun might be a great way to cut those costs. Our friend Richard Cuthui, the plumbing and heating contractor on this old house, is going to join us next week with some expert advice to help you go solar. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.